Welcome to How They Did It. This is a career podcast that will interview different professionals to find out how they got into their careers. We will find out answers to questions like, what classes did you have to take in college? What was your interview process like? What does your day-to-day look like? And much more. I hope you leave feeling inspired after listening to these stories. Before we go any further, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Also, you can help me out by spreading the word to anyone that might benefit from hearing these stories. Thank you so much for listening to How They Did It. I'm your host, Hannah Josie. Let's get into it. Everybody, I am here today with Wade Klein, and if that last name sounds familiar, if you think back on two episodes ago, I just interviewed your sister um, mm-hmm. for wedding planning, and I mean, she's a rock star anyway, and at the end of that, yeah. at the end of that interview, she was like, you got to do my brother, like you have to interview <laughs> my brother, so I was like, absolutely, give, yeah. him, give me his number, I'll, I'll contact you, so thank you so much for yeah, yeah. being a part, I really appreciate it. Um, absolutely. And we, we'll kind of get to what you do, um, mm-hmm. but just to kind of, I guess, put it out there, you are yeah. uh, vice president of sales at TrustSpot. That's right. That correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we will get into all of that and how that became a thing and what is TrustSpot and all that. So but yeah, yeah. Uh, thinking back to high school, first of all, where'd you go? And mm-hmm. did you know in high school what you wanted to do with your career? Yeah. yeah. I, I love this question because I, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. I had really high aspirations as a child. Um, I didn't realize it. I thought they were just normal aspirations. But um, so I went to Briarwood High School. Uh, I've grown up in Birmingham, been in Birmingham my entire life um, and have just always uh, been in, in kind of like bubbles. So Briarwood's def- definitely a bubble. Um, I've been, you know, went to we'll talk about Sanford and all that. That's a whole nother bubble. But I, I was used to the bubble confinement of my my life, which I loved. I invited it. Um, but in, uh, when I was growing up, I had this real deep fascination with archeology span and it got me into really loving science and just like the, the whole idea of, uh, like creation. And, um, I think as a believer, it's, I'm just kind of drawn to it, uh, as a, uh, as a follower of Christ, I'm just like, I'm innately enamored by, uh, like astronomy and archeology span and all that. So in like ninth grade, I was definitely like, I'm definitely going to work for NASA because it, it was like archaeology and then it turned into, into astronomy and all just kind of meshed together. All the things you can't see in this in this world, I just was fascinated by. It. And I, I remember walking into, uh, this is probably too much info, but I remember walking into class one day and realizing what my grade was in physics, which I'm just not even going to uh, mention, and thinking, I don't think I'm ever going to work at NASA <laughs> at, this, at this rate. So uh, about two, like a year or two later, I don't really know what the thought after that was, but um, I just remember having it. I, uh, I ended up uh, starting a really small car detailing business, which just thrusted me into this uh, entrepreneurial type of mindset. Like I just wanted to build business. Like I don't really know how else to put it, but I always knew in high school I would build something. Um, I really was terrible at Legos. My cousin Evans was always really good at Legos. I just like, I remembered that very oddly. Um, but I really just wanted to, to build. So when I, you know, was uh, going through high school and whatnot, I was just taking every opportunity of like having a job after school. If I, you know, if I didn't have football practice or um, just doing things, you know, to create income and having literally like yard sales and just trying to sell people 
on, you know, water guns I don't use anymore. Like there's just all of these memories of I'm trying to sell and build things. So uh, nothing really concrete though. That was way too much info, but uh, no, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, at least like you kind of built a foundation type yeah. thing where you knew like when you got older, okay, I'm, I'm good at this. Like I could, I can do this. Um, I yeah. was the same way with the grade thing though. Like uh, my yeah. teachers were like, mm, you probably don't have the grades to do this. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't even, I can't even imagine what some of my teachers were thinking, uh, even professors in college. I know what some of those folks were thinking, but <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what some were thinking about, like, where is this guy really going? You know, and, uh-huh. and we put a lot of weight on high schoolers shoulders, you know, to mm. like, you have to figure it out. And for me, it was always, I just, I was fascinated with, you know, the things you can't really see. And a lot of that is in entrepreneurship. You just like, you kind of iterate, you build on things. And that's a lot of what I do now uh, to some degree. And I'm learning it. Um, And anyway, yeah, I just, I just always knew that was just like a passion of mine, just like creating, creating stuff. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. When I was interviewing Carly, we kind of mentioned because she started her own wedding planning business, where she's now yeah. full time in that. And I was like, you just have to. It keeps evolving. You just have to keep learning and um, building upon what you've already built 100%. on. You know, so yes, um, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned you went to Sanford. Um, mm-hmm. So what was like when you got to Sanford, what was your major? And did you stick with that yeah. one or did you change it yeah. uh, a little bit? <laughs> yeah. So I've always been a pretty laser focused uh, individual. Um, I was, uh, I, I, I think, uh, so I went through Boy Scouts for like eight years and, and got my Eagle Scout. And that, I think that taught me mm. so much about just a goal and you finish what you start. Best lesson I've ever been taught. So um, I had one major, it was marketing. It was probably the easiest major you could get on the campus of Sanford. Uh, there's probably some others, but in my book, I'm like, I went the easy route because I knew I, uh, I was pretty good at numbers. Like finance wasn't bad, but I could not care less about spreadsheets all day. But I knew that that really helped, you know, build business. So like it was important for me that, to understand math, but marketing really, um, I stuck to that because I, the science behind consumer behavior is like as I really developed um, as a young person, I was just fascinated with like why people decide to do things and the psychology behind stuff and um, and whatnot. So yeah, I stuck to marketing pretty, uh, just like all the way through and went all, all in on it. Wow, that's awesome. Um, you are only one of two people that I've interviewed yeah. that have actually stuck with there. Yes, uh, <laughs> I interviewed uh, a girl who yeah. I know in Montgomery, she's a speech language pathologist and she went into yeah. college and that's what she did and graduated with that. And I was like, good for you. Well, like, she's a lot more difficult. than I am. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, no, marketing, no. that's a little different, but no. Yeah. Look, just it, keep it the same major is impressive. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's, and it's, you know, not anything against people who change their majors. Cause again, I think we, you know, high schoolers have so much um, pressure on them. And for me, I've always been one of, I kind of weed out the things that are distractions for me or that I just can't be a hundred percent into. And so changing majors for me, like I never even really thought about it because it would just, I think maybe it was, it would just be like too confusing for me. And I was just feeling like, you know, if I just settle on this, like I know I want to build, mm-hmm. build business, be in entrepreneurship to some degree, marketing will give me a nice, well-rounded uh, viewpoint of why people buy and sell, which is really the foundation of all business and why you, why you create things in a lot of ways. So 
I think that that's a lot of it versus just like my tenacity and being able to stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> it just oh, that's felt good. more practical and easy. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. Okay. So you have this major in marketing and all, um, when, like what kind of classes while you were at Sanford, I know like you have your core classes, like the English math sciences, um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So like what kind of major classes for marketing specific, um, classes yeah. did you have to take while you were there? So a lot of them revolved around, um, like sales. Uh, so Mark, so basically building, um, sales strategies with marketing, which is actually a lot of what, what I'm doing, what I have done in, uh, well, really in like the last six months. Um, but it, it really focused on uh, looking at markets as a whole. So how a business fits into a market um, versus marketing, like creative marketing, like we think today, like on social media. So the, the uh, not to diss at all in this whole uh, school system, a lot of for me, like I was, I started an internship and I know we'll probably get to this in a, in a second, but I started an internship with a media company that was really laser focused on digital marketing, but we didn't really teach any digital marketing at Stanford. So a lot of my courses were about five to 10 years behind where I was actually working, uh, like in, in the sphere of marketing. Um, but it was, it gave me a good foundation, um, like marketing strategy, consumer behavior, marketing, things like that of just the general swath of like introduction into, into marketing. And to be honest with you, I got pretty bored with it because I was just, mm. I was just like, it was so broad and not very specific. I didn't really feel like I was, uh, I could apply anything to like today kind mm. of piece. And um, anyway, that's, that's a whole can of worms. We probably don't want to go into <laughs> right well, that, That's important but, though uh, for people to yeah. know is, I mean, like our the theme i feel like throughout all of these episodes have been like shadowing people like going in like yeah, actually oh following yeah. somebody around type thing because i feel like you learn more doing that um like on a, a, a consistent basis i would say than sitting in a classroom um yeah. for the most part i mean there's a lot of value into like sitting there being lectured at and all that but yeah. i mean just to really know like a up-to-date type stuff then yeah. that college might not teach you like for example like um learning a language i took Sp uh, like spanish for a while yeah barely learned anything in the classroom but i spent a couple weeks in nicaragua um and it picked oh, yeah, up spanish yeah. a lot easier so it's just you have to immerse yourself in it yeah put yourself um, in the middle of that situation mm -hmm, exactly exactly so Absolutely. i'm sure you learned a lot like in a work experience um as oh well. gosh yeah, as yeah. Well, so in high school, I remember taking a test and it was it was like uh, to identify what kind of learner you are. Um, there's the audio learn the um, auditory learners, the, the uh, visual learners and the kinesthetic learners. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I'm totally a visual learner. Uh, I, I would say to this day, I, I have a great visual memory. I have a terrible visual memory. My wife would definitely uh, say that too. <laughs> so I, if I'm really honest, like, and I like this one uh, even better is I really realize I'm definitely a kinesthetic learner. So being able to like, you just throw me in the middle of it. And I, I've always said this and it's the best thing for me in my sales career is just throw me in the middle of the fire and just let me figure out how to contain it. Just, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Like if it's a, if it's a slow rev up into things and I'm having to learn a lot by someone trying to you know tell me, and show me it's just unless I can get my hands on it, it's gonna be a harder process for me. So 
exactly what you said. Like I, I always tried to just put myself in the middle of, of it or shadow other people. I'm glad you mentioned that. That really just accelerated where I am uh, today. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Um, I've mentioned this, I think, on the last like past three podcasts, but I did the same test to see how I learned. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I was 97% kinesthetic. Uh, yeah. So I don't learn any other way. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it's, it. You have it's, to throw it's me great in. to know. It's great to know who you are. So that's yeah, you know, exactly. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I know how I'm going to learn. <laughs> okay. So uh, after Sanford, you've graduated now with a marketing degree. Um, how did you go about finding your job now? I know that yeah. um, some of your career history is working for Beham now, and you can go into that too, as well to build up to where you are, but kind of what was the yeah. process of that? Uh, entirely God's grace. Like no, no lie. I, if I didn't say that, I would probably get off this, this, uh, this call and probably feel bad for not saying it because it absolutely genuinely is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of uh, just like personal misdirection uh, through college that kind of on paper would be like, oh, definitely put, put me behind. Right. And uh, I wasn't a great student. So like, I'm sure, like I said earlier, I'm sure professors were like, man, I really hope Wade, like, I don't know where he's going, <laughs> but I hope he figures it out. So uh, it's definitely by God's grace, but in, in short, as best as I can, when I was a rising senior, I um, uh, took an internship and I actually applied to it about six months before I should have. Uh, and I just followed up and followed up with the same guy named Greg and just like, Hey, following up again, as you promised, like, or as I promised, like, I just want to check in and see if the internship's open. And um, he was like, I got it because of the tenacity, like just laser focus. That's, I put all my eggs in one basket and I, I do that too today. Like I'm a big believer in that uh, for better or for worse. But um, it was the, it was an internship with uh, Tech Birmingham and that business is what really leads me to this exact moment where it was a nonprofit that supported uh, tech, uh, small uh, tech businesses like SaaS businesses um, here in Birmingham to help uh, just connect them with the greater ecosystem uh, community here in Birmingham, uh, but also to help um, give uh, those of like in underprivileged communities um, education in STEM, so science, technology, uh, engineering, and math, and which is very obviously tech focused. So I did that, and then in the midst of it, Greg was used to work with a lady named Cindy Martin, who was is the founder of Beham Now. And she just said, hey, I'm starting this kind of BuzzFeed for Birmingham. I just need a person, uh, an intern. I'll pay him like 12 an hour. I was like, that's awesome. To just uh, start social media stuff and just start posting. I was like, I'll do it. Because I was in the office and he came in one morning. He's like, hey, I've got this cool thing. I was like, yeah, sure. So fast forward like five and a half years. I went through all that. I graduated and went into a sales role. uh, Got into uh, being sales manager. Um, and then basically just like built up my sales career, met a ton of people, uh, businesses in Birmingham, uh, selling advertising and, um, I was selling advertising to them. And I spoke one day with this guy named Drew Smith, who's the CEO of TrustBot. So my, my, uh, or CEO now, and I sold him a couple of times on, or at least in sales calls and was never able to close them, uh, which is all good. My last sales call with him though was about TrustBot and he, I was selling them and then he just kind of turned it around on me. It was like, Hey, I want to, uh, I want to see if you come over and, you know, have head up our sales over here. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Hannah, like that was the hardest decision I, I've ever had to make. 
uh, to date because I had so much invested uh, emotionally, physically, mentally in, in BHAM now. Um, and a lot of what uh, they're doing today, and, and, and I don't take any credit for it, it's really a team effort, um, but I had a hand in a, in a lot of that. And so uh, where I go today is like Tech Birmingham was in, uh, in this uh, innovation depot. It's a big, massive old Sears building downtown where I started as an intern. And now TrustSpot is in the innovation depot and it's getting back to tech. Um, and it's just really cool. So I got entered, uh, Drew basically, he got me on, on board. I started about four and a half months ago and uh, it was a big jump in my career going from just a really a glorified um, uh, account manager to uh, VP of sales and being able to create uh, go-to-market strategies and work with marketing and make and be a decision maker in a lot of things and put my stamp on things. And it's just a really, um, God's grace really is just in the midst of all of that. And there's so much other stuff I could talk about, but it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Beham now is like literally one of the first Birmingham apps that, uh, or not apps, uh, follows I did That's, on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. When oh, like, cool. we moved up here. Yeah. I didn't know anything. So I've, yeah. I was born and raised probably Montgomery area. So didn't yeah, yeah. know really anything. Michael, my husband went to Sanford. And so, oh, cool. uh, yeah, he's, uh, pretty much the reason like we moved back up here or he, like he moved back. Um, and so I was like, okay, first of all, I love the city. And I was like, I yeah. like, that was literally the first thing I followed when we moved up here was Beham now. Oh, I just so looked, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just looked, um, earlier, like Beham now now has like 90,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, so that has got to be so cool. Like uh, for you to be like a building block and a foundation piece for that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the temptation has always been to feel like I need a stamp of, of a signature, if you will, like on things that, that I've touched to help build and things like that. Um, the Lord's really humbled me a lot in the last, uh, really the last two years to, to seeing that it's not all about um, where, like how people perceive me and, and, and what I've done in life, but it's more of just like the people who've been really close to me, how I've been able to impact them and um, and also impact the, the thing that I'm working on because, uh, something I, and again, I'm kind of, I'm going a little off topic on that, but, uh, when I think of Beham now, people, anytime I tell them like, that's where I used to, used to work for, for, uh, outside of college, they always say like the same things. Beham now is like super popular. I hope it keeps growing a lot. Um, but I always try and just check myself. It's like, God cares about our business, but he doesn't care for us to get all consumed in our business as our, uh, go-to, this is all that matters for me. And so, um, I, that's something I've learned a lot in the last couple of years that it's, um, you know, it's just being humble about it and being really thankful that like, man, God's really blessed me, uh, in a lot of ways to be associated with something that great. Um, so anyway, I'm really, I'm thankful for, for a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And like that in itself is also really great advice for anybody going into college, going out of college is yeah. like, I mean, just like you said, is it's easy to get wrapped up into numbers and the success and everything, but yeah. it is all the people that you've come in contact with who you've impacted. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it just like spurs on a new like generation, if you will, or new, uh, oh, yeah. like, yeah, people after you spurs it on. So, uh, no, that's Absolutely. really great advice. It's, 
not always about numbers and money and all that kind of stuff. 100%, um, 100%. So now like you've gone through Beham now, you're in Trust Spot. Um, yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about that interview process? I know that um, you said that you talked to the CEO and tried to sell him on uh, some things and then he kind of flipped it around on you. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, was that kind of like your interview or he was like, I like you and I like, I want you to come work for me. Oh, and, or how was, yeah, yeah. how was that? It's, it's actually funny. You asked that. So a little very quick background. Trust Spot is owned by um, a parent company called Harmony Venture Labs, which is locally owned here in Birmingham, uh, started by a man named Shagan Atulana. The idea behind HBL as we call it is it's basically a small business uh, venture incubator. So they, they, uh, create business ideas, and then they scale those ideas in-house with uh, house money, if you will. Mm -hmm. The very layman's way of putting it. But TrustSpot's owned by them. So I actually, I had a, uh, about a month ago or two or three weeks ago, I had a meeting with Shagan, which I had actually met in my uh, internship with Tech Birmingham. This is another big theme is connections in my life. It's just like meet as many people as possible can. Um, but Shagan was asking me, he was like, who else did you interview, uh, for TrustSpot? And I was like, well, I only talked to Drew like two or three times. He's like, you didn't talk to anybody else on the team. I said, no, he's like, okay. And it's funny. Cause like thinking back, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, timing's everything. And in, in so many ways, Drew had just what TrustSpot does is so perfectly aligned with what I would like go to bed thinking like, that's got to be my next step. My next career step has got to be in tech and technology. And I knew that and being laser focused on that, when Drew presented the opportunity, I was, I basically called my wife. I was like, I've got to tell him I'm interested in this. Cause I have to, I have to flesh this out. Like this is right in line with what I thought I needed. And it would get me closer to that, that like 10 year goal from this point going forward. So um, yeah, I, it was just, it was a very, it wasn't really an interview process. It's more like Drew, I'm interested. Let's work on an offer. And then he just wrote it up and it was like a two and a half week, three week process. Um, so I think it was, it's very unique though. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's normal. No, yeah. that's, that's so cool. Um, I know that doesn't happen to very many people. Um, yeah. and so that, that is a really cool example. Like it is a lot about who, you know, and the connections that you've, made and all that um uh it's just you talked about like the lord and like how like his grace is really like done a lot in your career and i like i'm a firm believer uh that like i feel like the lord if that is what you had in line then uh that is what god's will was for you so um that is that's amazing Uh, that's really really cool I love hearing yeah. stories like that because that really does not happen very often. You usually have to go through the long interview process that you are well, waiting to hear. You, yeah. Well, um, I think that's, again, something like I've, I, and I actually, I tell my coworkers this all the time. I like, I constantly evaluate myself. I constantly check myself and am I thinking the right way about this? And is this, this is what I want to do? Is it uh, through a selfish desire? Is this, uh, you know, intention? Uh, is it, a healthy intention? Is it just for me or is it going to benefit the whole company or the, my coworker? Like I'm constantly trying my absolute best. And like, um, I'm really thankful that, you know, I'm, I'm enabled, uh, through the Lord to make that, to make good decisions. Hopefully a lot of the time, 
Um, so I, I understand that's not absolutely normal at all. And I think for the general population, I think a lot of it uh, actually goes down to just asking for wisdom in, in every decision because mm -hmm. our, our life is not our own. That's really uh, kind of a theme of what I, how I live by now. And so if it's not my own, I should ask the one who has the wisdom for that knowledge. And, um, and so, you know, whether you get recruited or you're, um, you have to go seek a job, that is where God needs you at that point. And it's not that someone's luckier than someone else because they outworked you. Um, it's ultimately by that's the life you need to be living and that's where you need to be right now. So optimize it, just do with it as you can with, you know, cards, the cards that you have, just play them. Don't worry about yeah. what other people are doing kind of thing. Well, that'll definitely preach. Uh, that's that's <laughs> a, a good message for sure. Uh, okay. So now that you are um, entered into TrustBot, your VP of sales and everything, tell us uh, just briefly, like, what is your day-to-day -day, like schedule all that process look like? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I laugh because it's, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I, um, I hope none of my coworkers listen to this because they'll be like, are you kidding me? What do you mean you don't know? What I mean is like uh, going into TrustBot, my, um, my way of doing business is to just act like a co-founder, uh, to, to act like I have all the ownership, um, to, it, which means like kind of playing in, in a lot of the fields. Now, uh, where my position is as a, as a leader in the business, I have the opportunity to do that. So I can in a lot of ways, in some ways, not act like an actual founder, look at the, the, the books, make sure things are aligned, things like that. So my day-to-day -day is really like, what can I do today to optimize our current approach to things? So um, in, in, on paper, what it really should look like, and um, uh, it is a, in a lot of kind of actuality is in sales, like I come in, checking email, check our uh, company Slack uh, message boards, just make sure things are not on fire. Most of the times they're not uh, look at, you know, what demos have come in or leads have come in that we need to kind of nurture and, you know, work them through uh, any follow-ups that we have, you know, following up with people on proposals, all that kind of stuff. And then constantly looking for, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing today that is going to impact where we're going to get tomorrow, uh, the next day, the next day. And then how can we innovate on top of that? Um, even if it means changing our mind on things and just, it's just a lot of strategy and iteration. Um, so my days are, uh, it's a lot of conversations with coworkers, ad hoc meetings, um, and then, you know, setting up actual sales meetings to get people onboarded and things like that. So yeah. it's kind of all over the place. Okay. Well, that's it's for the fun. most part, that's uh, normal. I, yeah. And that's fun. It changes so. things up. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Right. Um, Cause a lot of times like, I ask, I like the question, what does your day to day look like? Because a lot of times it is different and like, you yeah. might have like a set thing that you do, but there might be other avenues in this set thing. Oh my you God. Have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so like, uh, I feel like as a teacher right now, um, like we have our first period, second period, like we know what yeah, yeah. we are doing, but most jobs are like, you don't know it's different every day. So you might've done something today that was totally yeah. different than yesterday. It, if I do the same thing I did yesterday, I'm probably not doing anything of value. And that, and I'm in the startup world and, and that's, it is a bit, I mean, it's just a totally different animal. So like, yes, yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're, a, uh, you know, working in manufacturing, you're probably going to be 
you know, doing the same things, but it's how you go about doing it, your mindset on it. Like, you know, things every single day is totally different. So might as well act like it. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's awesome. That's great advice. That's really good advice. Okay. So, um, to wrap it all up, I love asking this question to end every interview. Uh, Um, it is, uh, if you could give any advice to uh, like a younger you or somebody that's interested in going into marketing, um, like what, what would you tell somebody that's interested in this? Can I, can I do two part? Oh, absolutely. Do advice to both people. Okay. So advice to myself would, it'd probably be to seek wisdom in the Lord and not on, in people who are uh, big talkers on LinkedIn or YouTube or whatever uh, to get inspiration. Um, if, if you're going to do that, do it in moderation and always back it up by your, your spiritual foundation of what's actual truth. There's a lot of truth in the world, uh, but what's actual truth and what you know is actual truth is really important. And growing up by, uh, in college, especially, uh, you know, the doubts that go through your head of, you know, one, am I doing the right thing? Two, what do I really believe? That's when a lot of that stuff started for me, probably for a lot of people. And um, thankfully, by God's grace, I would always fall back on what do I absolutely know to be true. So I would just want to, you know, for myself and any younger person uh, who you know believes in Christ and, and knows the truth, um, just to always couch everything off of that, uh, if you will, um, and also just to stay really focused on where you want to where you want to go. Where again. I, I did in a lot of ways, but in way more ways, I didn't stay focused and I got into some trouble and, you know, I was just doing the wrong things at times, but, you know, I was, I was grafted back in and I was set back on the right course. I, and I had a lot of people around me, like my dad, who are great counselors. And, you know, I, I would, I, and I'd also say like, I, I wish I asked more questions uh, to, to people who are much older than me, instead of just being the typical 20, 20 year old who just, I've got it figured out. Like why, you know, it's no big deal. So uh, that, that's what I would say to, to myself amongst many other things that are in my head to uh, uh, someone who's pursuing marketing. Um, I would really, uh, if they're in college, I'd say, uh, or, or going into college or even right out. Um, I, I'd say figure out what you're good at because marketing is a real, Marketing can go in a lot of different ways. It could either be uh, strategy-based, it could be consulting-based, uh, writing, video, photography. I mean, when you say marketing, uh, it's, I always laugh because it's like, okay, well, what, what do you really do? You know, it's like, I, I understand you're a marketer, but like, what do you really do with that? So I would figure out what are you good at and just do that because you're going to spend a lot of time trying to hone in very likely get into a marketing agency and try to hone in a skill that you're really not that naturally and and um, in your heart, good and passionate about. So just find what you really like and just do that it, when you're young. Um, and if you don't mind, I'd love to give just an overarching idea too, of just like being a young professional, yeah. um, taking a risk, this is one of the secular ideas that I've really latched onto. And I think it's, I think it is based in a good, in a good foundation. 
Um, taking risks when it doesn't hurt anyone else, like it's just on you, uh, between the ages of like 22 and 30 is so appropriate. Like go try to start a business, go get involved with a startup. If you really like doing that, just go try something, right. And just go do it. Um, quit thinking so hard. And when you, if you, even when you get married and you have a kid, please think, you know, before you do something or, or ask your partner, like what's up. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you, if it's just you, like just go out and do it, man, or girl, uh, <laughs> I promise you won't regret it. So, uh, Praise the Lord. That's what I did. And I, I found a lot of joy out of it. That's awesome. Um, I think that's a lot of ways like people don't realize is like you said, with marketing, there's a lot of different avenues you can go in with marketing and yeah. be job specific to that thing and still be under the umbrella of marketing. And yeah. uh, we talked about this a little bit before we started, like with my sports management degree, there's a lot of things underneath sports management that I could possibly yeah. get into. And um, just because I'm passionate about sports doesn't mean I'm getting a sports management job. <laughs> you know, uh, exactly. they want they yeah. want to see you being focused in something in a different area. Um, so yeah. that's that's really solid advice. Um, I really appreciate you taking time. I think yeah, everything that you, you said, uh, somebody can definitely pick out all the nuggets in that whole conversation. Um, well, I so, hope so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you taking time. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Carly's and now a big fan of yours yeah, yeah. Uh, and sharing your story and everything. So uh, I just really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Hannah. And uh, if anyone ever wants to reach out or anyone reaches out to you with a question on anything, like I, probably nobody, but if anyone does, like I'd be more than happy to talk to them. I always love awesome. telling people what I think. So, you know, typical sales guy. Kind of <laughs> hey that's all right well uh yeah if anybody yeah, yeah. reaches out which i hope they will because that's the whole point yeah. of this um and if yeah. anybody wants to shadow or whatever for marketing for especially sales yeah. you're the guy uh apparently. yeah i'd be so, more than happy yeah so uh yeah hopefully somebody will get in touch with me and uh i'll get them in touch with you but anyway awesome. thank you for your time that's all i want to take of it but uh hopefully we will uh have another conversation soon okay sounds good thank you hannah Thank you so much for listening to How They Did It. And remember, there is no one way to get the career you want and everyone's path looks very different. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Find something to laser focus on and then go for it. But before you go, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to keep up to date with new episodes. And please, please, please leave a five-star review. If you feel inspired by today's episode or would like to leave a suggestion on what career I should do next, then find me on Instagram under how.theydidit how they did it was already taken. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I am Hannah Josie, and that was how they did it.